2: Showing a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 7.08, eight minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday. 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Longoria, as stoic as ever, on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck is screening your call. Oh, oh,
0: low T
2: Got a big show tonight. Uh, Clark Howard's going to join us in just a minute to talk about uh, Facebook, what we need to do as consumers, the ransomware story from the city of Atlanta, and a lot of important issues that uh, could uh, hurt your identity and your bill-paying abilities and all that good stuff. Tom Regan from Channel 2 will join us next half hour. Uh, with an update on a crazy story out of the University of Georgia. And then the second hour, we will do Movie Monday. First, a quick weekend recap. Did you guys go to the, the Buford party on Saturday? I did, yeah. Chuck didn't? No. He's got a newly, a newlywed. He's got a newlywed, I got a newlywed and a newborn. <laughs> and a new baby. How was the Buford party? It was okay. It was yeah. cool, yeah. It was right. Loganville, right? Yeah. Gosh, Yeah. good for you. Driving a half. That's an hour and a half from your house.
3: It is. Wow.
2: Yeah. You had fun, though? Yeah, the Buford. girls had fun. They had, you know, because they're his the friends. The girls? Well, My girls. You brought the, your daughters to a Buford party? Well, they're friends that he that at their house. They yeah. have two little kids, so they were playing. Uh, I'm calling defects on you. It wasn't a, it wasn't <laughs> that kind of a party, really. Yeah, what time, time was that kind of party? Five thirty. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Longoria. It wasn't like uh, I mean, we were just hanging out eating I dinner. I understand, but and they played. They had a good time. I don't know about taking Chuck. What do you think? Bringing his kids to a Buford party? I mean,
4: that was why I didn't go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a weird mix. Well, it wasn't like there were strippers or
2: anything. There, it was just. I know it's not that kind of party. Yeah, it was just still. family and. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, how was your weekend, Chuck?
4: Good. We went uh, to the opening of the punch bowl social over at the Battery. Get out! Yeah, very I have cool. no idea what that is. What <laughs> yeah, is it? It's just a new a new restaurant, kind of oh, clubby thing. Very cool. It's Really neat. Do you they should... have punch bowls? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh good. Yeah. You took it the girls there. No, I left mine home. I'm not you. They used to have punch bowls and bucket
2: at a place called Lulu's Bait Shack. Nice. And if you saw a girl holding one of those big things by herself...
4: Just follow her around. Beeline
2: right to her. Like, all right, <laughs> this girl's here to party tonight. Yeah. She's here to party. Uh, I, had a, I had a busy weekend. I had to do... Uh, the. I went to the Atlanta Auto Show Saturday for the station. Had my fantasy baseball auction. I went Sunday. My fantasy baseball auction was Saturday. Had to go to Funeral Sunday. Just busy, busy, busy. But uh, I'm glad to see you guys. I'm glad... Uh, I didn't go to the punch bowl, though. It's cool. You should check it out. I will Th- check it, it out. They got neat stuff there. I'll just follow the girls with the, the singularly <laughs> drinking the punch bowl. <laughs>
4: two levels. You'll be able to find all kinds of them.
2: Indeed. Uh, last week, we covered we covered two big stories, Facebook and the state of Atlanta ransomware, and I wanted to get Clark Howard on this week to talk about it. So uh, your consumer advocate, your hero, and my good friend Clark Howard joins us on the show. How
3: are you, brother? So I just am thinking back. I don't ever remember going somewhere. That women were drinking out of punch bowls, and I don't remember going to anybody's party at their house where they had strippers at the house. <laughs> so I definitely live in a different world than all of you. Absolutely. Do you remember a place called Lulu's Bait Shack
2: in Buckhead? Lulu's. Before Buckhead got torn down, there was Park Tavern, Lulu's Bait Shack, Tongue and Groove. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, That, yeah. Was, that was famous for the punch bowls. Oh. 95.5 The Beat did a lot of remotes there. That's how I know. I was working promotions. It was, it was
3: good stuff. How was your weekend, Clark? What was any highlights for us? Well, actually, I was in Tulsa. We started another Habitat house. Get out. That's a fantastic uh,
2: thing in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
3: Yeah, we had a good time.
2: do, those, do the Habitat houses in Oklahoma have to be um, tornado-proof? Because that's like tornado country, right? So we
3: had a ton of people putting in uh, what we call on our part of the country, believe it or not, hurricane clips. But they're there. They call them tornado something or others. And you put them as part of attaching the walls to the to the foundation of the house. OK. And so it keeps you from being like Dorothy and flying off to <laughs> Kansas. That's a good idea. Um, but they are hard to put in because we built on a concrete slab and you're having to beat the out <laughs> of those things to get those things in. Excellent. Um, you want to come to Oklahoma with me sometime? I almost took a job in Oklahoma. You did, yeah, years ago. They wanted. To I can't be... picture you living in Oklahoma. Probably not.
2: It didn't work out. They want to be, you know. So we have a radio station there, and they me to be, be to the Scott Slate of our Oklahoma, uh, our Tulsa station. Um, and I was tempted because there's a lot of casinos out there, but ultimately I didn't. I didn't take the job.
3: Really? Is that important to be near casinos? I,
2: apparently not, since I didn't take the job, buddy. Okay. I'm here. I'm here with you. Yeah, the I'm,
3: casinos are all over yeah, that town.
2: It's good. I, like, I like poker. What can I say? All right, listen. But you I,
3: told me it's not gambling.
2: It's not gambling when I always win. That's, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, um, apparently no one's winning with, with the Facebook story here. As, as the just, Russians. As, well, the Russians are winning, sure. Yeah. As, as just a normal guy that's on Facebook connect with my friends, my family. I use it for, for work purposes. What do I need to know about what's going on with Facebook? Do I need to ditch the whole thing? All right,
3: so first of all, let me set very briefly what happened. So this this professor figured out how to exploit a weakness in Facebook's underlying architecture to use it to help campaigns in 2014 and then in 2016. And they were able to leverage 270,000 Facebook users into full deep data profiles on roughly 50 million people.
2: So apparently someone somewhere out there has a deep Facebook profile about me, probably. Odds are I'm out there.
3: Well, it depends. Did you get all kinds of very targeted political ads before the election, uh, Clinton versus Trump? I don't believe so, but I know a lot of my friends
2: certainly did.
3: Yeah, so that was how they were using this. They were figuring out who were people who were persuadables or people who they wanted to really get to the polls. And they were able to use the deep dive analytics to target people specifically. And then this is where all the stuff comes up, no collusion, collusion, all that. The Russians were buying ads specifically targeting people who had been apparently collected by this British group working for uh, in part for Steve Bannon so this is a very deep dive political story of manipulation of the American people and American voters Uh, all and it's and it's a lot of layers which has been very confusing to people how all the layers work but now where Facebook looks so bad is they look like exactly what they were. They were allowing people to manipulate their data, and Facebook was looking the other way because it was making Facebook so much money. Yeah,
2: and and Facebook's being held to task now. The stock price is plummeting.
3: Yeah, so that's the marketplace doing its thing, and so what Facebook is working on now is a new dashboard where Facebook users will be able to go in and simply change their privacy settings to prevent moving forward all the crazy, weird sharing and manipulation of data that was going on.
2: And I'm assuming I can get all that,
3: the step-by-step process on Clark.com? Nope, doesn't exist yet. Oh. I mean, Facebook is so caught naked by this that they are uh, scrambling to get together the simple new privacy dashboard and as soon as it's ready and launches, I'll let you know. But Facebook's better hurry because there's this movement that sprung up around the country that you may have heard about with people dumping Facebook.
2: Yeah, a lot of people I know have done it.
3: And so there's there's very large groups in social media, which is so funny to think that people on social media are trying to get people to dump a social media. But it's the Delete Facebook movement. And I don't even know how many million people strong that is. Are you, are you recommending that yet? Do we need to get off Facebook? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave that up to you, but I will tell you this. You know, when you share too much on social media, forget all this political stuff. Forget how the Russians may have used this to manipulate. What really is important in day-to-day life is that when you share too much, You're helping identity thieves who want to take over your identity. And you're also helping burglars who can very easily come in and rob your home. Because do you know one of the most common things people do on social media is when they're on a trip. On vacation, yeah. They post pictures and you tell somebody, hey, I'm at the Statue of Liberty. Or I'm at the Arc de Triomphe. Or I'm wherever in the world. I'm
2: at Buford's party in Loganville with my daughters.
3: Enough time for somebody to come <laughs> to your house and break in. And you'll have been drinking from the punch bowl anyway, so you won't be able to find your way home. So you you don't want to post. This is a hard thing for people. Sure. You don't post a vacation till you're home.
2: From the vacation. After you're home. Clark Howard joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Clark, I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, the ransomware story in the city of Atlanta. Here's uh, Mayor Bottoms today on the situation. We are,
5: are dealing with a hostage situation. So just as we wouldn't um, give away too much information if there were a physical hostage, we do have to be careful um, as we speak about timelines
2: we got about two minutes, Clark. How big a story is this, and, and what do City of Atlanta residents need to know about the malware situation, the, the the hostage situation? The
3: city's computer systems have been antiquated forever. Anybody who goes down to City Hall knows you're looking at things that are relics of the past. And it's not just the City of Atlanta. It's almost like an example of what's been a problem all over the place. Those of us, like me, who live in the City of Atlanta, it's unclear yet what the hacker's have access to in terms of our personal information you pay a city water bill with a credit card you pay anything with a credit card is that going to be in the hands of the crooks that's hard to know what I look at it as is ransomware is such a problem for businesses and for consumers I'd like for you to go make a $70 purchase go buy an external hard drive and then every night have it set where it updates your computer. So if you get hit by ransomware at your small business or even the computer in your own home, you can't be held hostage the way the city of Atlanta has been. If you have to turn that computer that they ransomed into a brick, fine, but you have all your data, you take it from that hard drive and dump it on a new computer, and you tell the people that want to ransom you, to go get lost the Bitcoin count they're getting from you is zero
2: I'm gonna do that right now well I want to get off the air Clark Howard always a pleasure all the info you need to stay safe out there in the cyber world at clark.com. Always a pleasure, my friend.
3: And I am so glad you and I never hung going out to social <laughs> stuff because I would have been in so much trouble.
2: You'd have people, uh, you'd have to be paying hush money like the president right now. No kid. <laughs> Thanks, Clark. We'll come back. Your thoughts on Facebook, on the ransomware, whatever else you want to talk about. 404 872 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's Movie Monday. is playing a movie soundtrack at the end of the show. You can guess the soundtrack and win a prize pack. This is Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show.
1: For you are a magnet and I am speed.
2: Welcome back to the show. 725, 45, chilly degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aaron with you till 9. Facebook, ransomware. Clark Howard's expertise, always good to have. Uh, joining us live from Penn's Woods. It's Meg in Pennsylvania. This tiny village in western Pennsylvania. Blah 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 blah. What's going on, Meg? How are you?
1: Oh, gee whiz. Hi Mark. I missed you. You know we're all the, you know, I love b ball, you know, I do. Not a real fan of uh you know college basketball. Understood. But well we're Villanova back now. We're back full Villanova, time for you, Meg. Villanova is really kicking the butt. And the, you know well,
5: if, I'm if happy. Villanova
2: wins the title, I win Jay Black's pool, I think. So I'm rooting for I'm Yeah, you don't know who Jay Black is, but it's a big thing, Meg. It's a big thing. <laughs> yes. Anyway, what's going on? Everything good with you?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it stopped snowing yesterday. Come, thank goodness. Thank goodness. And, you know, it, you know it's just—it's good to hear you guys again. To,
2: and, hey, say goodbye to Longoria.
1: Hello, Longoria.
2: Hi. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He should have <laughs> taken you to Buford's party, Meg. I should have. Le- leave the kids at home. You take Meg to Beefers' party. All right. Next time.
1: Oh, brother. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, Meg, did. are
2: you a, a, a keg stand girl or are you a shotgun of beer out of a can girl? I'm sorry? <laughs> do you do keg stands or do do you do uh, shotguns of beers when you're drinking? Never mind. Uh, the questions get tougher. When you were when you were partying, were you a keg stand guy or a shotgun guy? Shotgun guy. Yeah. No one's picking you up to do a keg stand. Shotgun. <laughs> no. Shotgun. Oh yeah. no no. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever done a. I, I'm sure I did it once, but definitely. I've done a, once a keg stand. A shotgun. Stand? What about or funnel? Oh, I've done funnels. Funnels. Yeah. Chuck, did they have those in Montana? Yes. Funnels. All right. yeah. Well, we're not going to talk beer drinking. We might. Who knows? We'll come back. Terry and David, hang tight. Tom Regan from Channel 2 Action News will join us after news, weather, and traffic as well. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB. Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. It's Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show.
1: Today is day to find you. Shine
0: Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to the Mark Aram uh-
1: In America. Well, free. It's so good to be born in America. All oh, the home of the red, the white and the blue. Welcome back to the show,
2: 737-23 in front of eight o'clock. Mark Air, I'm at your beck and call till nine in the PM with Longo and Low T. We're gonna take your calls about Facebook and the city of Atlanta ransomware story, but uh, I've been uh, intrigued by the story that we've been following over the weekend, and uh, Tom Regan from Channel 2 Action News did a report tonight on this story out of UGA. Basically, someone was videotaping the locker room at the, uh, I guess, in the, f- in the football locker room. Tom Regan joins us live from Channel 2. I don't want to mess up the details, uh, Tom. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. This, what, what, this is ex- what exactly is alleged to have happened
5: here? Well, What happened a month ago today, on February 26th, an employee that was working at the Vince Dooley uh, Training Center, and that's where all the football players trained, discovered two wireless cameras near the showering area of the locker room that the UGA, UGA football team uses, and then he went to human resources, they brought in UGA police, and over the course of the next few weeks, somehow this... Uh, equipment manager, Kevin Purvis, became the chief subject of this investigation, okay? And um, then they secured search warrants for his house, and inside his home, they found a small amount of uh, marijuana, but they also found two fentanyl transdermal patches. Now, fentanyl, we've heard a lot about this in the news, it's been linked to a lot of deaths, you know, especially when it's mixed with heroin. But in this case, these apparently were the pharmaceutical fentanyl patches that are prescribed to people typically that are in chronic, severe pain, often people that are have cancer uh, because it gives a, a slow-release dose of the painkiller fentanyl. But according to the police, these patches were not prescribed to him. Mm-hmm. So there's no telling yet of how... Um, these wound up in his house.
2: Did they? Did they so, find any evidence of, of video of of I mean, naked video athletes? That had been taken, yeah. they,
5: none of that came out in the in the uh, the the excuse me the incident report. But today, the university wanted to uh, emphasize that no student athletes were victimized in this case. So it's, it's too many unanswered. Two of the many unanswered questions right now. How long were these cameras in the shower area of the locker room? And two, was any video recorded? And that's clearly why they uh, secured search warrants for his home, to find out if, in fact, that existed. But at this point, they're not disclosing uh, that information, if, in fact, they have it. But he's in a lot of trouble. I mean, he's, he's charged with three felony counts of illegal surveillance or eavesdropping, another felony count dealing with those fentanyl patches, uh, and this is a guy that's been with the UGA program for a long time, Mark. I mean, he joined the program back in 2006. Wow. You know, he worked for the coach, and, I mean, basically his job was to maintain the equipment for the football team both uh, during the offseason and during the season and on game day. So he is a, a pretty prominent member uh, of the organization, of UGA organization. So it's, it's come as a huge shock to a lot of people. Students I spoke with from the campus today were pretty stunned by it. As well, yeah, really yeah. I saw crazy.
2: I saw your report, and I, I couldn't even imagine. Tom Regan from Channel Two joining us here on a crazy story about. Uh, uh, well, he was officially a trainer. Was that his title? This this guy Purvis. Equip,
5: he's equipment manager. Okay, he was, he was entrusted with you know maintaining, inventorying all the equipment that the uh, the football team used.
2: Is is he in in jail right now? Did he bond out? No, what, he,
5: he got he bonded out on Saturday for about eighty five hundred dollars uh, in in bail money, and I actually. We're on our way back right now from Athens. I actually got his phone number off the police report. I left a message for him, but I still have not heard uh, back from him to get his side of the story. I don't know if I'm going to get that call or not. Probably not.
2: Well, if you do, I'd love to circle back with you (laughs) and get you back on the air, because, I mean, this is a a jaw-dropping story. I remember... You know, I, I heard about it um, last a while ago. It popped up, and I was like, I didn't really pay much attention to it. But then over the weekend, people I was at the Atlanta Auto Show, and people kept yeah. coming up and asking about it, and I was like, I, you know, I didn't have much knowledge of it.
5: Right, and the university, you know, of course, they, they don't want to talk about something like this on camera. It's not the best kind of news you can have about uh, UGA. The police aren't talking about it. But they wanted to emphasize that they took quick action in, in this case. In fact, they fired... Purpose, even before the police investigation had wrapped up wow. so i mean they, they said they attended to this quickly and they wanted to assure uh everyone that uh that they were on top of this but again the big question that you asked early whether you had recorded anything uh, on these cameras that's unknown at this yeah. point
2: oh geez louise i hope not tom safe trip back yeah. from the classic city appreciate it as always buddy
5: all right great mark thanks a lot thanks uh, to all you guys too take Talk care later. bud
2: uh tom regan you, from uh, wsb television there um as a former division one athlete I would be freaked out if knowing the locker room was was videotaped. You you were in in many locker rooms, Chuck, as a track athlete. Can you imagine like the the just how awful is that?
4: Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> care. If, well, I don't I'm just trying to think like I don't care for me, uh, but things that are said and done in the locker room that could be a little unnerving. I would but rather. I, mean, I don't care. If I would listened. rather
2: people know what I said and heard than see what I'm what I'm walking around with.
4: Nah, I'm fine with that. If you want to see me shower, because that's that's you're feel in free. shape
2: and you know, <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm I'm all good with yeah, that. Yeah, you may
2: have been a Division One athlete, but yeah, you know. no longer. But <laughs> the, th-
4: the things that are said and and, and, and it, just locker rooms can be rough. You know. Yeah, I, I think that I I would be more concerned with conversations and stuff and, and, and things that are said in the locker room, getting out versus dude, if you want to watch me shower, well, you're weird, but whatever.
2: You don't have a problem with that? I
4: don't have a problem with it.
2: We might have a, a special webcam set up mm. here. We can make some more money, yeah, off, of, some money off of you. Make money off of you, Chuck. Got, you got to put your daughter through college. We <laughs> might be, if Chuck doesn't mind being – I would mind. I would. Oh, yeah. That, I'm just
4: saying of the two concerns, I'd be more concerned with something getting out as so, far as what is said. So, so think about this.
2: this. Tom says this guy's been with the program since 2006. That's a Think lot. of all the NFL stars that have passed through that locker room since 2006. Oof. Yeah. You know, is there a video of Matthew Stafford showering, lingering in this guy's hard drive? is. I mean, that's that's Just
4: any of the shenanigans. That, yeah, deaky. I mean, there, there could be all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I'm, you know,
2: I, did, I, would, I
1: didn't expect that. When I first saw, I didn't read the story. I just saw yeah. the headlines. I thought it was maybe like a female locker room yeah. because, you know. Who, guys are, right, right. You know, I just thought it was creepy. the dude, you know, doing that, and then that's that's different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Way that's, different. You know? I mean, it would be just as bad. Oh yeah, yeah, female, definitely. But,
2: but but as oh man, your your thoughts on on that? That this this is a creep ball story. 1-800-WSB-TALK. zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. All right, back to the phone. Sorry for the delay. Terry joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Terry.
1: Hey, Mark. I love your show. Thank you, brother. I wanted to get back to the uh, week when you were
0: talking about silent dressing.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, go ahead.
0: I like to mix ranch and thousand island. You ever done
2: it? I've never done that. Um I, I'm I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm a big Thousand Island guy and I don't mind ranch. What what's the added benefit of mixing the two?
1: I just love the taste.
2: Just love the taste, huh? Yeah,
1: the my only nice.
2: the only problem with Thousand Island, it can be too thick sometimes, Longoria. What's like, that, lo- Thousand Island could be too thick sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just good gloppy. Right. Maybe ranch would thin it out a little bit, get more spreadage on the. Uh, well, if
0: you like Thousand Island more, just put a little ranch in it, and then keep adding ranch till you like it.
2: Do you know what? I, as a as a well as a former uh, waiter, I used to hate it when people would say, uh, "I want you know side salad with blue cheese on the side, Thousand Island yeah. on the side." That's annoying because you got to take you got to. Go, they have these big jugs of salad dressing, and you got to take this scoop and ladle it into a little thing to put it on. Yeah, but and the bring last thing out. you want
4: is to get your salad, and it's swimming in I dressing, understand. which is what happens most of the time.
2: Yeah, oh, I was definitely, if, if oh, I was bringing my salad out, Yeah, because I don't want to go back and get more dressing.
4: Listen, unless you're pouring me whiskey, I don't need a generous pour yeah. on my so dressing. So you're a
2: salad dressing on the side kind of guy? Yeah. Yeah, Longoria?
4: Yeah, I just put it on
2: there. Yeah, throw it on there. What about you, Terry? The more the better.
0: No, I just tell them put ranch and Island
2: on it. And do that? Do they ever look at you like this guy's a freak job? Or
0: no, believe it or not, they'll say, "God, I've had other people try that. I'm gonna have to try."
2: It. Really? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'm not gonna try it, but I trust your judgment. <laughs> I won't try it. I know I won't. But uh, I just I don't know. But good for you for living on uh, living on the edge. David's and Tucker. David, what's up, buddy?
1: Uh, not too much. Um, I tell you the. Uh... The modern age we have now with all the miniaturization, privacy is a pretty rare thing, uh, unfortunately. Um, And, yeah, it does sound like a a little bit of side work there for uh, showering for a member of your staff there. Um, Certainly, I'm not going to be a participant. uh, But uh, whenever you're online and you're filling out uh, memberships, uh, you know, to join something or surveys or something like that. The reason this is happening most of the time is, one way or another, that organization is going to sell your... Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and and, and you're aware of it, I'm aware of it, but I don't think a lot of people are aware of it. The question is, will you dump Facebook? Chuck, I think, could because you're never on it anyway.
4: I'm in the process of doing it. Okay.
2: Longoria, you keep in touch with your mom. You've got... I, I, you're, gonna, you're not dumping Facebook, are you?
0: Yeah, no. And it took me a while to get on it in the first place. Yeah. Like, I was late to it. A you late know? adapter. Yeah. And then now,
2: no, I mean, I don't know. So I, I, I definitely have, have to pictures. keep my work Facebook page because it's great for promoting the show and for the morning news and all that. Um, my personal one, I don't know. I I might just, I like it because it's it's cool to keep in touch with friends and see their kids and, and, and there. I mean, without Facebook, there are uh, hundreds of people I would never have Heard from again from my past, which is a great reconnecting tool. But at this point, what's what's the benefit? I might just trim my friends list down to like you two and my mom, and any pretty girl that I'm friends with. Like that—that's who's gonna survive. Any pretty girl, you two, and my mom.
4: That'll be a, that'll be a nice list. Yeah, yeah. nice little list, manageable.
2: Exactly, <laughs> manageable. Because it's kind of it's kind of freaky out there. Because I know I wasn't targeted by any you know, Russian hackers or infiltrators or anything like that. But I do, I mean, I, I have very political friends on Facebook, and they're always sharing stuff. And through what Clark was saying, um, they can skim their friend stuff. So mm-hmm. my buddy Bill Chase from high school, who posts 97 political posts a day, I'm sure there's they've got files on me. Sure, you know, yeah. Who, yeah. Knows, who knows what? Well, that's a weird, 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 weird world we're living in. John is in McDonough. John, welcome to the Mark Aram Show.
1: Thank you, sir. A um, little computer advice. I think Clark Howard is not right about just putting an external drive on your computer. Uh, if you give a crypto virus, ransomware virus, it's going to be infected, too.
2: How is it going to be infected if you back it up every night?
1: Well, it's a hard drive like any other, mm-hmm. and it will be infected immediately. A thumb drive a network drive, anything attached to your computer. But but I think what
2: Clark's saying, so let, let's say I go home tonight at 11 p.m. and I back up everything and I close it down. And then tomorrow at 8 a.m. I get a virus. As long as I don't update the hard drive on the other computer, I'll be okay. You know what I'm saying?
1: No. You, as soon as your computer's infected, so is that external drive.
2: How, but if they're not connected, how is it, how are they both infected? They are connected. All right. I, I, this is above my pay grade. I believe you. Fine. It's a weird uh, soundtrack. It is. It's Movie Monday. We're going to start Movie Monday at 8. We'll finish up with your calls next. 404 872 1-800-WSB. talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. We're going to kick off Movie Monday next hour. we got a good topic, too. 404-872-0751-800-WSB-TALK. John joins us in Ball Ground, Georgia. Wow. John, welcome to the show. Cool. Great show, buddy. Thank
0: you, sir. Uh, i got to lighten it up again, man. Okay. Uh, Thousand Island. Yes, sir. Have you ever been there? To Thousand Island? Yes, you're being a Yankee, it's in New York, right? Well, Long Island's in New York, Staten oh, Island's in Oh, yeah, York. the other
1: side of the state. Uh, my uncle as a little kid brought me and my brother up to uh, Canada from Philadelphia and went across the Thousand Islands Bridge. Look it up, I think it's the St. Lawrence River. Is that the Finger so,
0: Lakes area? No way, oh. Canadian border.
2: Interesting. All right. I didn't know there was actually a thousand we'll come right back. Movie Monday kick it off. Four oh four eight seven two zero seven fifty. This is the Mark Aram Show.
0: How are you? And you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. How lucky are you? No, i want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue.
2: Welcome back to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 8.077 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low-T Chuck screen in your calls. Oh, oh, low T. A A reminder, you could now listen to the Mark Aram Show at home while you're cooking, eating, or ordering in dinner via the Amazon Alexa simply say, Alexa, show me naked pictures of low-T Chuck in the locker room. No, 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 I'm sorry, wrong thing. Say, Alexa, play WSB. (laughs) Chuck's like, yeah, I don't care. Let him videotape him. I don't care. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's a cool new feature. Now you can listen. You don't only have to listen to the Mark Aram show while you're in your car. All right, we're going to kick off Movie Monday right now. 35 years ago today, one of my favorite movies of all time was released. The Outsiders. Boy, Dallas, Johnny, Cherry, Soda Pop, Daryl,
0: Two Bit, Steve,
2: Bob. Steve and Bob, no nicknames for you guys. Essie Hetton's classic novel comes to the screen, capturing all the intensity, all the excitement, all the emotions of youth. The Outsiders, directed by Francis Coppola. 35 years ago, that came out, and I read an amazing article about the movie over the weekend. You're going to love this, Chuck. So, do you know how this movie got made? It's crazy. With film? Well yeah, eventually. <laughs> and a but how how it all started. So no. this librarian, a school librarian from uh Tulsa, Oklahoma. Fran? Spe- oh no, not Tulsa. Um I forgot. Is uh, your name Fran? No, it wasn't Dang. Fran. Anyway, a school librarian from somewhere California was was upset because boy she couldn't get boys to read books in the in the grade school library, you know. A common problem, right? Guys are out Sure. We're playing stick ball, or in Chuck's case, shooting elk, or whatever you know, grade schoolers are doing. So she writes a letter to Francis Ford Coppola, and says, "Listen, he had just made a movie, and she's like, I need you to help me out. It's a really good book, but I can't get kids to read it. I think it'll make a great movie, and that might help kids actually read the book if you make this movie. And she didn't send it to." His, the L.A. studios, which is where normally you, you would send it. She sent it to, like, his office in New York. And it's the only reason he got it. Because they sent it to Coppola Studios and wherever he was, Paramount. Thrown in a bag. Exactly. Never, no ever But she it. sent it to his, his private office in New York, and he opens it up. And he's like, and he, and he goes out and buys a copy of this book, The Outsiders, by S.E. Hinton. Who was, by the way, the author was 15 years old when she wrote this book. Yeah. Crazy. So he reads the book. He goes, damn, this would make a good movie. He goes – he sends a paperback copy and a letter to the studio bosses because he says he knew if he just said the book, if he didn't send the book, they wouldn't go out and buy it because they're too lazy. I guess I could be a studio (laughs) boss. Yeah, 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 you would make a
4: good studio boss.
2: And they – so he sent them a book, and that's how the movie got made. Pretty crazy. So Essie Hinton, who was 15 when this movie – she wrote a book at 15. That's crazy. And a great book. Anyway, she became like – she – was, uh, by this point, by the time she was like 30, 31 when the movie got made. So Coppola uh, hired her to be uh, on set to, you know, and she wound up being like the mom for all the young actors in there. And apparently it was a great experience. And one of the things, so Ralph Macchio's character, uh, kind of, you know, he's kind of like a drifter kind of guy, came from the wrong side of the tracks, didn't have any money. Francis Ford Coppola wanted to get into character, and he gave him $5. He goes, you have to live on this for one day. Go out and live on just five dollars. Who end up sleeping in a park like he does in the movie? Great article. It's on Variety if you want to check it out. But I, I, I really, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Longoria. Yet. Uh, most of it, not the whole thing. I yeah. love that
4: movie. That's it was what, the first book I ever actually read, cover to cover.
2: Yeah, I don't even know if I even read the book. To be honest with you, I was one of those guys. I know I didn't read yeah. the book. I can, take but that much. movie. I mean, it was it was you know the the Socias versus the greasers and. And, oh, my goodness, Cherry Valance, just pff, Diane Lane, just
4: young bam. Tom, young Tom Cruise. oh,
2: unbelievable. So to me, and I look back on this, I'm hard-pressed to find another movie with a, a greater collection of young talent. If you can come up with a greater movie uh, with a, a, a younger collection of talent.
4: Younger? I don't know if I can go younger. No, no,
2: a, a greater collection of young talent like this. Young talent. You don't have to be younger, but okay. like these were all these were all like teenagers. Uh, if you look at at the cast on this, uh, Patrick Swayze was a little older, but see Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, Diane Lane, Leaf Garrett. I mean, that's that's an amazing young cast.
4: There's not you may be hard to find movies that have an ensemble cast like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, uh, you can find a few. From the eighties, but not that are gonna have an ensemble yeah. cast. Well like it doesn't
2: that. have to be the eighties, it can be any any decade. Just give me a, a movie with a, an amazing young cast like that, where a majority of the cast members are under twenty. Sandlot. And <laughs> see <laughs> yeah. that's why that movie sucks. Name one actor from that movie that's gonna do anything. Nothing. That fat the fat guy. Fat kid's yeah, doing chubby nothing. Kid. He's What's doing his nothing. Name? The chubby one. He
4: lost weight, he's nobody now. That happens. Chubby actor gets famous and then they lose weight and then you have lo- yeah, forget where they're at and exactly. then they don't get any roles anymore. It's so an awful movie. <laughs>
2: anyway, so that's one topic. Give me, give me an. Uh, it doesn't have to be better, but give me a movie with a great collection of young talent. Uh, Breakfast Club to me comes yeah, comes that's to what mind. I'm, that's like, what popped into my head. That's, stand that's by a, me. Stand by me. Another good one, Longoria. Yeah. So we'll, t- we'll talk about you know a movie with a collection of young actors like that. But here's the second topic for Movie Monday. Sticking with. Uh, the Outsiders. All right, take Tom Cruise out of the mix because he's had the best career right. of any actor there. Of those that remain, who had the best career? See Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, or Diane Lane? Outside Ooh. of Cruise... Who's had the better career in Hollywood? That's Ooh, the there's second some solid argument. Uh, exactly for a right. Of them. Exactly right. So that's how we're kicking off Movie Monday. 404-872-0750, zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Blake joins us in Cartersville. Blake, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi,
0: thank thanks for having me. What's up, Blake? Uh, probably I would make the argument Diane Lane just as a, an actress for overall career. Can you she can you get like, closer
2: to the phone, brother? I can barely hear you, Blake.
0: I'm so sorry. Can you hear me now?
2: Yeah, much better. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I would say probably Diane Lane out of all of them. She's the had conference.
2: a hell of a career. Man of Steel, Secretariat, uh, Must Love Dogs, Hollywoodland, Under the Tuscan Sun, The Glass House. Um, she's done a lot of good stuff, for real.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I was wondering if I could add one thing. I'm actually the manager of a large, the largest... Uh, a computer repair company in the country. Yeah. And I wanted to correct one thing about that. Yeah. You were absolutely right. Uh, There is no way that if you have your external hard drive unplugged, you could get that crypto wall virus on there. That is absolutely Clark Howard. People take him for granted. He is a very smart man, and he surrounds himself himself with smart people. Um, Absolutely. The best way you can protect yourself is back up, unplug it, and put your external away. And I say back up whenever they ask me all the time, when should I back up? It's whenever you have something that if you lost it, you'd be devastated without it.
2: See, I don't have but anything anyway. like that. <laughs> I don't have anything. I guess I'm not important. I'd have nothing that would be devastated. I mean, guess just pictures, I guess, would be. The only thing, and I.
0: You'd be very surprised at how much people uh, value pictures. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. I should much. do
2: that. I should back up the pictures. But I'm glad, to, I'm glad to know from someone in the business that Clark Howard hit the nail on the head because he, he traditionally does. He knows what's going on. Uh, Homer's up on the Mark Aram show. Homer, welcome to the program. Yeah, hello. Hello, Homer. What's up, buddy?
1: Oh, I'm just calling about the outsiders. I uh, happen to be from the area around Fresno. California. That's uh, the area that the the Outsiders was written about, and I just want to let you know. Okay.
2: Excellent. All right. Appreciate it, bud. I thought it was in. Uh, I didn't think it was from Fresno, California. I think it was from Oklahoma, Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma, nineteen sixty five uh russ in gainesville russ come here a minute i want to talk to you. little known you. fact russ was almost cast in the patrick swayze role in the outsiders but uh, due to scheduling conflicts had to pass how are you russell
1: i'm good you know i met him one time at a horse show he had arabian horses
2: swayze we did.
1: did too and yeah patrick swayze those are exa- how much
2: did. does an arabian horse cost those are expensive
1: uh, eh, you know, a couple thousand Jeez for a you know, regular one, not a yeah. famous one. Famous ones, yeah, I mean, you know, they
2: cost $30,000, $40,000. you are blessed. How's uh, how's the dating life, Russ? You still with this girl we hooked you up with?
1: I haven't seen her in about a week. Oh. Uh, she went out of town. I'm not sure about all that, so all right. I hope she's going to be back soon. Uh, I actually called to talk to you about Facebook, but you switched it on me. That's so. all
2: right. Go ahead, buddy. What do you got?
1: Well, I... I was going to say this girl used my phone that stayed here. This is kind of funny. Yeah, used my phone. I called her on my phone. I said, "What are you doing on the phone? Get off my phone." She goes, "Oh, I couldn't get Wi Fi or whatever." But when she handed me the phone back, she forgot to log out or oh, whatever she logged into. Okay. Yeah. So she left, and I saw everything this girl wrote to anybody. Even her phone calls were coming on my phone. So is this for a month? I mean, I'm still doing it. And what's so funny is she was cheating on me, and there's about four or five guys that, that are on there. that she said, oh, yeah, I love you. And they're going, I love you, and you're the only one. And she's cheating Wait, on every one of these this guys.
2: isn't the girl we hooked you up with.
1: No, no, no. Okay. This was the one right prior to her. Oh,
2: wow. Wow, get rid and, uh, of her. Good
1: riddance. It's funny, you know, because um, apparently don't use Facebook on somebody else's phone. Yeah, never. Because I'm telling you, I can see everything she writes still to this day to anybody.
2: Well, put, let it let it go, let it go, Russ. You don't you don't need that. You're be- it's greener.
1: entertaining, you know. It's amusing. I don't even know how to shut it off. I don't <laughs> even use Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: That's uh, cool. That's cool. I, I, would do, I let yeah. let it, let her privacy go. Just just yeah, I know. Just don't look at it anymore, Russ. Let her let her go. You're you're better off without her. Mike's in Swanee. Mike, welcome to the program. Yeah,
1: there are a lot of good ensemble movies. Some of them. Some of the plays from way back when. I think um, I, I was thinking of Fame. That may have been
2: one with the big ensemble. Fame. That's what you said, Mike. Fame, the movie yeah, fame? fame. Yeah, I'm gonna live forever. I'm gonna. I never saw it. There was a TV show Fame too. All right, uh, great ensemble movie casts with young casts. And who from the outsiders, outside of Tom Cruise, had the best career? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. It's Movie Monday on the Mark Aram Show.
0: Welcome back to the show. 825
2: 45 chilly degrees on Peachtree. Aram, Longoria, Low tizzle. That's what we call the A-team. The A-team's back.
4: Man, that was a good show. That was a really good show.
2: That makes you. me, uh, uh, your face, Longoria would be B.A. Baracus, and I'd be the uh, the old guy that led the- cigars. The, yeah, that led this charge. That would yeah. be us. All right. Movie Monday, discussing The Outsiders, an amazing movie. Andre joins us in Norcross. Andre, welcome to the show. Hey, yo, Andre. Everybody clap your hands. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Wanted to get one of those in by the end of the show today. Kent is up next on the Mark Aaron show. Hello, Kent. Kent. Hey, good
0: hey, good evening.
2: Hey, buddy, what's up?
1: Hey, look, so I, I wanna
0: I wanna talk about this uh, crypto virus thing. Okay. So everybody that's talk about this is both correct and incorrect. So you have to understand that, that these guys that do this are really, really smart. So just because that virus becomes active let's say on Thursday that doesn't mean you were infected on Thursday. They could have infected you 2 weeks ago. And and that's where the difficulty comes So how do we is, so
2: what what's your advice then Ken? Give me advice. Give me solutions.
0: Well, so so you have to take as Clark said, you have to take daily backups, but you also have to be able to run virus scans and the, the point is that just because it became active on Thursday, understood, doesn't mean you can pick up Wendy Wednesday. Just because you had it.
2: diarrhea on Wednesday, Longoria doesn't mean you didn't get the food bug on on Monday. Correct. I'm, I'm trying to relate it to something sure. you can understand. We got Andre back now. Is that what, all right? Andre's back with yes. us. Hey, Andre. All
0: right, man. I got a great movie. Ten Things I Hate About You had a pretty good cast in it. Um, there's Julia Stiles. Remember her and Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Junior, uh, what was that? Uh, Gabrielle Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I I'm, a,
2: I like Juliana Stiles. I'm a fan of hers. That's the blonde, right? Yeah, I always yeah, really like that. Was a yeah.
0: big one right there. That uh, one really struck me when I was thinking about a team cast that had a, a good uh, ensemble, as you said.
2: I like it. I like it. That's good. It, it doesn't hold a candle, in my opinion, to the outsiders. But that's just my opinion. We all have your own. Just because you eat a bad burrito on Thursday, Longoria. Mm-hmm. And you have the poops on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you were infected on Thursday. Right. You get it now? Got it. Enchiladas, even.
3: Yeah. It's tacos. It's
2: a movie Monday. Longoria's playing a soundtrack. I have no idea what the soundtrack is. You won't. But we have a very good prize pack to give away. So if you know, at the end of the show, 847. Call it 847 if you know the soundtrack. You'll win the prize pack. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Greatest young ensemble cast in movie history. And who, aside from Tom Cruise, had the best career from the Outsiders, Movie Monday continues next on The Mark Aram
0: Show.
1: Hey, this is former governor of
0: Texas, Rick Perry. and You're listening to The Mark Aram Show on WFB.
2: Your gang is here, me, Loti, and Longo. 35 years ago today, The Outsiders came out on uh, on the big screen. An amazing movie. We're talking about The Outsiders. Um, Who in that cast, aside from Tom Cruise? Let me go through the cast list again in case uh, you don't know who I'm talking about. C. Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Diane Lane, Leif Garrett. Of those amazing cast members, who went on to have the best career? And uh, give me another movie that has got a great young nucleus of talent like that. Just talked to Vinny from TV. He said, give me a great one. Red Dawn. Remember that? Oh the original. Oh wow.
4: yeah, the original one. Yeah.
2: That was another Swayze one. Jennifer Gray was in there. Yep. Um Allie Sheedy or one yep. of the, one of those yeah. girls. Yeah. That's a good one. So uh good good job, Vinny, on that. Uh so those are the two topics. Four oh four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred W S B talk. Chris joins us in. Buford Chris, welcome to the show.
0: Hey Mark, how are you guys doing tonight?
2: Excellent, sir. How are you?
0: Great. Uh when you mentioned Tom Cruise earlier, this one's not far enough back probably, but uh, a Few Good Men with Tom Cruise. He brought back like Kiefer Sutherland and Kevin Bacon and, uh, of course, Demi Moore. Was sure, in. sure. They were, by that
2: time, though, they were all, I think they are in their 30s at least, right?
0: I think so. But yeah. what made, it, made me think about the young guys is like Cuba Gooding was an uh, extra back. He was like one of the Marines in the platoon. And I forget the guy that was a doctor. Yeah, absolutely. They had I mean, little bit
2: parts in there. Here, here's the greatest Cuba Gooding Jr. role of all time. Coming to America, he didn't have a speaking line, but he was one of the guys in the in the barbershop getting his hair cut. That, to me, remember the scene that's where, his best one? Yeah. The, where the guy's like, he's got the scissors, he's like, and he's not even cutting, cutting hair. hair. Yeah, and that's Cuba Gooding Jr. in the chair. That's fantastic. <laughs> Taylor's in Bethlehem. T-Bone Pickens, welcome to the program. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are y'all?
2: Excellent. What's cooking, buddy?
1: Not much. You triggered my Alexa again.
2: I know. I was actually kind of doing that on purpose to see if it would work.
0: Uh, I figured um,
1: <laughs> so I think Patrick Swayze actually had the best career of all the guys that ran the Outsiders, just my personal opinion.
2: It's, t- I, it's hard to argue. He had, he probably had the most commercial success with Ghost and Dirty Dancing and of course Roadhouse, the amazing Roadhouse. Point Break. Point Break, yeah. Patrick Swayze, rest in peace. Uh, I wouldn't, I couldn't argue that. I think Rob Lowe though, he's still alive. He's still out there doing stuff.
4: Diane Lane? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you could pick
2: any of these people.
4: I don't know about the rest of them.
2: Emilio Estevez, probably not. Pretty
4: 1996, maybe. Yeah,
2: he was the Young Guns. He was he was on fire, and then he's kind of like disappeared. Ducks. Kiefer Sutherland's another guy that uh, resurrected himself. Yeah, maybe Emilio Estevez could do that at some point in his career. He needs like he needs a vehicle like 24 or Designated Survivor or something to get back on the map, <laughs> or just a good Netflix. You know, Good ne- Netflix if, series would do it. Yeah, that's the way to resurrect your career, Longoria. Is to get a Netflix show.
4: We could. Jo- Apparently, they'll give anybody a Netflix show at this they're point. They're spending
2: billions of dollars. On Why programming. don't we pitch them an idea? Come up with well, have one. Have you
4: seen the South Park where where they're Mm-mm. pitching ideas and it's just this entire room of loose leaf tables and all these people and they're they're taking every idea. The minute you pitch the idea, the guy's like, "Okay, Netflix that's can you do six episodes?" Blah blah <laughs> blah, and they're like, "Yeah, just everybody Done. gets an episode or a, a series." Done.
2: Uh, speaking of series, idea. billion started again last night. I, I know you want me uh, to watch it. I still got into it. So love the show. Right, I'll try. So love it. Joey's in Atlanta. Joey, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey,
0: what's up, Mark?
2: Not much, brother. What's going on with you?
1: Uh, man, I like the I like the cast of the Lost Boys, man, and. And the Breakfast Club,
2: man. Lost Boys is good. I like that. Uh, you had the Coreys. You had Corey Hain, Corey Feldman. You had uh, Jason Patrick as the male lead. And then, so you know the, the female yeah, lead? Yeah,
0: Sutherland, I think, was in there. Yep,
2: Kepler Sutherland was the main uh, vampire. But you know the girl um, that that was the the, the main... i gotta, I got to come up with her name now. You know the girl I'm talking about in that movie, though? Which, uh,
1: which no, I don't remember.
2: About? Lost Boys. Um... The girl, the main. I'm gonna pull up her name right now. Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Uh, Jamie Gertz. Oh yeah, okay. She's she's now married to the owner of the Atlanta Hawks.
4: Really? Yeah,
5: yeah.
2: So she she's around. I've seen her a couple times. She's also from uh, the Seinfeld episode where I can't spare a square.
4: Oh, that's her. Yeah, That's right. She's married
2: to the owner of the Hawks, Tony. Can't uh, spare square. Yeah, so, we talked about this. Yeah, yes. exactly. So we got, I want to get her on the show to talk about to not the Hawks, but Seinfeld, Seinfeld and Lost Boys and yeah. everything else. Chris joins us in Lawrenceville. Chris, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, it's Still My time with Red Dawn. Uh, I was trying to think of other movies with uh, Tom Cruise. Wasn't the movie Taps? But I don't remember who else was in it with him. It was like George C. Scott was the older actor, but...
2: Taps. Taps, T-A-P-S. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you said Cats. I was like, wow. no, he wasn't in Cats. Let's see, Taps, 1981. Uh, let's see who else was in that. Sean Penn, Timothy Hutton, uh-huh. um, and then older guys, George C. Scott. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, I mean, if you have a young Tom Cruise, a young Sean Penn, and a young Timothy Hutton, yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, hey, also, mention,
0: go Estevez is producing now. That's why he's not acting. Oh, no him, kidding. Because, yeah, he produced his dad in a movie called The Walk, about walking in uh Spain across Spain. Basically. So
2: he's staying busy. Yeah,
0: he's he's do have, he's produced something else very recently too with his dad, but I don't remember what it was.
2: So do you know who his dad is, right?
0: Yeah, Charles, uh, Martin
2: Sheen Martin Sheen. Have you guys watched the uh CNN documentaries on the Kennedy family? No. Martin Sheen is is, is is narrating that. It's interesting stuff. Um is
4: there anything nobody already doesn't
1: voice. know
2: already? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's Really? Yeah. I've I've learned so and I'm I'm you know, I watch all yeah. documentaries. So I've, I've seen a bunch of Kennedy documentaries. But there's so the, the one thing was, so this is a crazy story. I never knew this. Maybe you guys did. The, the oldest Kennedy daughter, she was kind of, I guess we would call her autistic now. Yeah. Okay. And her, on the her, spectrum. On the spectrum. And her parents were worried because she, she hits puberty and she's on the spectrum and she's just basically throwing herself at guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I never knew this. They gave her a frontal lobotomy. Oh yeah, yeah. you knew that. Oh yeah. But do yeah. you know how they did it?
4: I don't think I. Yeah.
2: They crack. This is this was on the CNN documentary. Um, it, there's, I mean, it's not all roses with this family, right? You'll see. No, we, yeah. So they they cut her head open, and I guess I guess they give her some sort of local anesthesia, but she's still awake. Yeah, you hear her look. So they're like start singing a song, and. They tell her a song to sing. I don't know, La Bamba.
1: (laughs) I'm sure she knew that. (laughs) So she
2: starts singing La Bamba, and they start cutting her brain, pieces of her brain out, until she stops singing. That's how they knew the surgery was over. How messed up is that? Yeah, that's like sing the birthday song. (laughs) You know, just keep singing it on a loop, and they're just slicing pieces of her brain off until she stops singing. They're all right. We did enough. How (laughs) barbaric is that?
4: That was. That was common practice. Oh my god at the time of the
2: century. It's a and the dad, the uh, Joe Kennedy, didn't even tell his wife that he was doing this.
4: Sick. Oh yeah, no. Sick stuff. There's a lot of skeletons in that Yeah. Closet. So
2: I, I mean, I know a lot of people, oh, CNN. But so, like Anthony Bourdain show, I love that. Like some of their shows
1: some are, very, very are really big.
2: good. And there's there's one I've DVD arted on The Pope. I haven't watched it yet, but um uh, I wanna watch on I wanna watch that. So I, I don't know. Did the
4: CNN thing bring up a gal named Mimi Beardsley
2: in the Kennedy one? Yeah, it's not over yet. Oh, okay. So I think we're only two or three episodes in. Oh, okay. Who is she? Uh, one of his side pieces.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, I'll keep an eye out for <laughs> there's it.
4: There's a great. She wrote a book. There's a. I hope they bring it up, but there's a great pool scene. That would have made an excellent movie. Really, movie scene. All right, and with this intern named Mimi Beardsley. All right,
2: I got something to look forward to. Yeah, next episode of uh, the Kennedys. Uh, Aaron is in Ackworth. Aaron, welcome to Movie Monday. Hey,
0: Aaron. Hey, yes, sir.
2: What's up, buddy? Mark
0: about the Outsiders, brother. That movie is amazing. So good. I tell you what, that so good. Changed my life when I was like 13 years old. Maybe you want to go buy a switchblade, but <laughs> my dad wasn't having none of that. You know what I'm saying? I had so. a
2: switchblade comb. I never had an actual yeah. switchblade, but I had the switchblade that turned into a comb, and you could comb your hair. That's the closest I ever got.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I wanted to say Red Dawn as well, but one of the interesting things, uh, you know, good old Wikipedia will tell you is that Red Dawn was actually the first PG-13 movie uh, ever made.
2: I think I so, remember that. I remember hearing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, you had Karate Kid come out the same year, and you got Johnny... Uh, you know, uh, having drug paraphernalia in the bathroom and you're like, how'd this get into a PG movie I'm showing my 10-year-old kid <laughs> And
1: then
0: yet, you know, then you got Red Dawn You know, six months later it's PG-13 I'm like, oh, I better hold off So The, the most so unrealistic
2: cool. part of, of Red Dawn And I love Red Dawn I love the, the original The Cuban army <laughs> That's what's, it wasn't <laughs> the, the Russians best. It was like, oh, we got invaded by Russia and Cuba But the Cuban army is holding down Fort Yeah in, uh, <laughs> Was that was that Montana? What state was that supposed to be
4: I don't remember. but the, it felt those, like it was a northern state. Yeah, one of those northern states.
2: One of those truck states out <laughs> in the Chuck northwest states. states. I mean, it kind of I looked like Wyoming or. or yeah. I, I remember watching that as a kid, being like,
4: I was terrified the first time I watched it. Like I, I remember seeing it and then asking when the my paratroopers dad, "Like, troopers came in? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> is that going to happen? Because they were what high school kids, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the and I was like, "Is that gonna happen?" I was like, "No, it's a, it's a movie." Like, Get out I don't. Know, from there under there's the something table. real, real about it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I remember being pumped, like. Bring it on, Russians. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Bring it on. I mean I was eight, but like <laughs> yeah, I was like, if
4: this happens, we're gonna fight back. Grab your G.I. Joe and it's be, Exactly.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be great. We could I, I know where to hide in the woods, they'll never find me. I had this whole scenario. Like it was a teaching tool. Like yes, the movie exactly. was a teaching tool. <laughs> 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 exactly right. I had the whole scenario mapped out in my head, ready to go. Ralph's in Woodbury. Ralph, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, how's it going? What's up, brother?
0: Well, I got an old one from way back that started a lot of careers, but most of them are retired now. Was American Graffiti.
2: Oh, fantastic.
0: Richard Dreyfus Summers, Dreyfuss. Ron Howard, Harrison Ford had a little part in yep. it.
2: Yep. That's a great one. American Graffiti. That jeez, man, that movie's gotta be fifty years old now, right? Close I to that. It came out in the mid seventies. I was in high school. All right, so forty five so, years old. Yeah. That's yeah. a great one. Richard Dreyfus. I'll tell you what, that guy's had a really good career. He might be up there as far as uh,
4: you know what I watched the other day? What's that? What about Bob?
2: Love that movie. Oh
4: Love I that I forgot movie. how much I liked that movie. With his fish gill. Oh, it's just... <laughs>
2: Dr. Leo Marvin.
4: Dr. Leo Marvin, you're a genius. Yes,
2: so good. Uh, Chris is in Ackworth. Chris, you're on the Mark Aram Show.
0: Hey, Mark. this is Chris.
2: Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, I want to spin it backwards. Okay. How about for the two big actors in this, Sean Austin and Josh Brolin? Goonies. We're talking 1985 Goonies. Goonies, yes, absolutely. Cindy Lauper and John Matuzak had a had a cameo in there. And the, then Jonathan Kwan, a little Asian guy. didn't he Short round. Harrison Ford.
2: Yeah, short round. Gary so Green. Josh Brolin uh, had the best. I would say Josh Brolin by far has had the best career out of He's anyone. a monster. Yeah. yeah. He, I keep watching. It's not. I don't know why I keep watching it. Um Hail Caesar. He, the movie's not great, but he is so good in it. Yeah. He's like this Hollywood dude.
4: He's in the new uh, Deadpool movie. Is I'm he really? I'm excited to see. how yeah, he's a bad guy. You gotta yeah.
2: check that out. Last, uh, This is your chance to guess the movie soundtrack. I have no clue. Love this song, though. 404 872 750 1 800 WSB Talk. If you guess the movie soundtrack Longoria has been playing all show, you will win the WSB prize pack. We'll come up, finish with your calls. It's movie Monday on The Mark Arab Show. Find
0: a he just grinned and shook my hand. All he said
2: Final segment of movie Monday. Ten seconds or less, please. Let's see if we got a movie guess. Uh, Aaron, uh, what movie soundtrack has Longoria been playing tonight? Easy Rider. Is it Easy Rider, Longoria? It is not Easy Rider. Not Easy Rider. Skip and Marietta. Skip, real quick. What do you have?
0: Uh, I don't have a guess. I was going to say stuff about the
2: other. Yeah, give me. Go ahead. It. Give me ten seconds. Uh, your best. Ma- uh, um, no, best. My guess. No, your best. Your best.
0: Uh my best movie would be Sixteen Candles or Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
2: Good. Both collections of really solid young actors. Chuck, who's on line one, my friend? D. D. D's up next on the Mark Aram show. D, what do you have?
1: Well, they just took my answer. Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
2: Amazing collection of young actors in that. Katie's in Atlanta. Katie, what do you have?
1: I have basketball diaries, California with a K and um. I think that's pretty good. It turned out Leonardo DiCaprio's career and Brad Pitt and Julianna. Basketball
2: Diaries was very good. I like that movie a lot. Very dark. Mark's in commerce.
0: Mark, real quick, what do you have? I have uh, Sleepers with young Brad Pitt and a star-studded cast and also Taxi Driver, Keitel, De Niro, and Piper.
2: That's right. That's a hell of a threesome right there. Not an actual, you know what I mean. Jennifer's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Jennifer, what do you have?
1: I was just going to say I love the outsiders, and I was going to say that my dad grew up at Towers High School there in Atlanta, and he actually
0: used to be a greaser, and they would fight at Grant Park.
2: No kidding.
0: No, I'm serious.
2: Were you it a greaser? A were you a greaser or a Soch, Jennifer?
0: I was a Soch. My dad was a
1: greaser. <laughs> really? What about
2: you, Longoria? Greaser or Soch? Probably greaser. Chuck, greaser or Soch? Greaser. Really? Yeah. I was definitely a Soch. I was an athlete. Okay. Was a star athlete, yeah. Sure. Greasers weren't star athletes,
4: Mm-mm.
2: star division one <laughs> athlete. Anyway, <laughs> what I know it's funny. What was the soundtrack? By it the was way? uh, This is 40. Oh, I like that movie, yeah. Not great, but yeah. that's a good soundtrack. Yeah. All right, let's give the tickets away. Chuck, the 942nd caller to 4047410750 <laughs> wins a pair of tickets to see the bare naked ladies with better than Ezra and KT Tunstall. On Saturday, July 7th at Chastain Park Amphitheater, part of the Delta Concert Series produced by Live Nation. Tickets on sale now at ChastainSeries.com. 7th caller to 404-741-0750 wins the ticket. Star of the show.
5: And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show?
2: 3rd place, Tom Regan. 2nd place, Joe Andrew Longoria. 1st place star of the show, Clark Howard. He joins us. You came in second, Longo. It's Ooh. Clark, though. Don't you he was Clark smart. You're just Longoria smart. <laughs> yeah. And you brought your kids to Buford's party. That's a, a runner-up I mean, every night. There. Yeah. <laughs> you brought your kids to Buford's party. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little go baby. Sleepy little baby.
4: Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Oh, oh.